Ryan Burr with Quest for Gold on WGNRadio.com. This was a week of ups and downs in international sports. Let's start with the really good news. And I feel like we've become a broken record. Simone Biles did it again and again and again and again after winning her fifth all-around world championship. She went on to grab individual gold medals on the balance beam, on floor exercise. She now has 25 world championship medals, the most decorated gymnast ever, both on the female and male sides. Now to the horrific news over the week in Chicago. 27-year-old Patrick Day, a junior middleweight boxer from Long Island, was knocked out by a right hook. It came from 2016 U.S. Olympian Charles Cronwell at a competition at Wintrust Arena last Saturday. He went to Northwestern Memorial with severe brain injuries, underwent multiple surgeries. Day died on Wednesday. It's unclear if he ever regained consciousness. Promoter Lou DeBella said he died surrounded by family and close friends, including his mentor and trainer, Joe Higgins. Back to Team USA, Joe Girardi, whose name has been kicked around as a possible manager for numerous MLB teams, has backed out of managing Team USA baseball in the upcoming Olympic qualifying tournament, the WBSC Premier 12, to focus on landing that managerial job. He's been interviewed by the Cubs. The Olympics in Tokyo will happen during the 2020 MLB baseball season. In Tokyo, the U.S. men's volleyball team picked up a bronze medal at the FIVB World Cup. They've already qualified for Tokyo in 2020. Three-time Olympian LeBron James was involved in some international controversy this week after calling out Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morley's tweet about protests in Hong Kong, then going on to say, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be a lot of negative things that come with that too, adding, I also don't think every issue should be everyone's problem. LeBron talked about it when he came back to the States. When I speak upon things, I speak from a, a very logical standpoint, the things that hit home for me. Um, you know, and yesterday... Um, obviously, I gave the thoughts of what I felt um, and, and how I saw things uh, transpiring from that week that we were, that we were going in marathon news, there were not one, but two world records shattered, including the first ever marathon run in less than two hours and the obliteration of the women's marathon record in Chicago. Now the IAAF governing body is looking at the technology being used in some of the shoes to see if that's playing a role in the sudden spike in record-shattering runs. Speaking of marathons in Japan, the IOC is taking a look at a new marathon site over concerns about the heat in Tokyo. The IOC will ultimately make the call as to the venue. 18 U.S. figure skaters are taking part in this week's 2019-2020 ISU Grand Prix of figure skating. Kicks off the competition season on the men's side, 2018 Olympian Nathan Chen on the women's side, 2018 Olympians Karen Chen and the Chicago area's own Brady Tunnell. I had a chance to sit down with Brady Tunnell at Glacier Ice Arena. She preps for the new year with new goals but still knowing what she's accomplished. I haven't talked to you since the the Olympics. What was that experience like for you? It was incredible. Um, I mean, talk about the experience of a lifetime. Um, I went from, like, people really not knowing me to then being on the Olympic team. Um, That was incredible. I was so grateful for the experience. Um, And, you know, I'm gearing up to try and make it again, so... Yeah, uh, tell me a little bit about actually being there. I'm sure when when you were going, I mean, we all talked to you, and and you know, you were you're probably in the zone trying to think about how you're going to compete. But what was the experience like outside of competition? Uh, Olympic Village? Uh, were you? Did you have a chance to see any other sports uh, ceremonies? Um, yeah, so I walked in both opening and closing ceremonies um, because I always told myself if I ever made it, I would definitely not miss out on those experiences um and that was so much fun um i mean there were like 
I think there were almost 240 of us. Um, and we had to drive up the mountain for like two hours to get to um, the place where it was being held. Um, and it was like, it was huge. Like there were fireworks, there was all this stuff. Um, it was like almost so much that you couldn't take it all in. Um, but yeah, that was incredible. And then staying in the Olympic Village was really fun. Um, there were two villages, the Mountain Village and the Coastal Village. Um, I was in the Coastal Village, and it was all of the speed skaters, the figure skaters, the hockey players, um, curlers, um, and I think a couple other sports maybe. Um, so it was really cool to like talk to the different athletes in the other sports and see what their training is like and how it compares to my training and just kind of get to know like a different side of of training for other people the curlers were the were the rock stars weren't they i mean those guys won gold yeah they were they were really funny and it was fun it was like really funny for us too because as figure skaters we have to be so conscientious of like our diet and our training regimen and everything and then the curlers were in mcdonald's eating mcdonald's the night before they won and we were like oh come on you know like like i love what i do but also like that's not fair (laughs) did you get any selfies or pictures with athletes from other sports was there anyone that you were you were seeking out at all i did i actually got selfies with uh lindsey vaughn uh sean white chloe kim uh i got a couple pictures with the curlers um i got a couple pictures with the jamaican bobsledders which is really cool um also pin trading i i traded pins with the Jamaican bobsledders, which was fun. Um, that was, most of the pin trading went down, um, like opening and closing ceremonies, because that was when we were kind of all together. So <laughs> I, I was like running around with a couple of people just like, do you have this pin yet? Do you have this pin yet? Um, so that was really funny. Were there a lot of people that were seeking you out to talk to you? Um, I feel like it was kind of the, the, we stayed we were in like this big tent before we went out for the ceremony and I feel like it was almost like a mosh pit at a concert because there were just so many people and it was so cold up in the mountain village um, so we were all kind of just in this tent and they had heaters going so we would like alter between being super cold and super warm and like it was kind of just a mess but it was so much fun so what has life been like after that I mean you you, you go through that experience you got to come back to Illinois it, business as usual kind of where you at a year later um so actually after the olympics i came home um and i had about three weeks until world the world championships um so that was probably the hardest thing i've ever done is like come home and then come right back to training for a while um but then i had i didn't really take much time off because then i started touring last spring Uh, with Stars on Ice, but again, a whole new experience for me that was so much fun, and I'm so grateful for it. Um, And then last season kicked off, and, you know, it's just business as usual. Did you get hurt? Did I see on on Instagram that you have an injury? Yeah, so over this summer, this past summer, um, I broke my foot um, in, like, the middle of July, we found out. Um, so I had to take some time off. It was just an overuse injury, um, much like my back was a few years ago. Um, luckily, a foot doesn't take quite as long to heal as a back. Um, so I'm now back to full training um, and gearing up for the first Grand Prix of the season in a few weeks. Actually, I leave next week. Um, 
but yeah, it's been it's been crazy. <laughs> so what what is the Grand Prix? So the Grand Prix series is like the first half of our competition season. Um, so we usually will have will come. There's six Grand Prix and then the Grand Prix final. If you score well enough, then they take the top six athletes from the Grand Prix series and they go to the final. Um, and that's the first week of December. So that's kind of our goal for the first half of the season. Um, and then we have a little break for like Christmas and New Year's and then it kicks right back up again at the end of January with nationals. Did the Olympics change the way you go about doing things at all? Has it, has it changed your mentality at all or, or is it still business as usual, the same mentality you had even before the Olympics? I have pretty much the same mentality that I had even before the Olympics, but whenever I find myself like really stressing about something or um, just thinking too much, I'm like, look, you competed at the Olympics. In comparison, this is nothing. Just go out there and do it. Like, um, you know, so sometimes I'll just like say that to myself if I need to like put things in perspective. Um, but most of the time it's just business as usual. Do you feel as you get older through this process, it does become more of a head game? Like I've talked to gymnasts before and they say, you know, when I was 14, 15 years old, I just go do it. And now I'm 18, 19, 20, 21. And now I think about it a lot and I, and, and you know, the anxiety builds up. I mean, do you, do you find that to be the case or are you pretty good at squashing that monster? Um, you know, I think when you're 13, 14, 15, it's, more of just like whoa they're like this is all new and it's so exciting and and you don't really know what's at stake um because it's so new so i feel like when when you get older um you know you've put more you've put more of yourself into the sport and into your training and everything so it means more and you know how hard you've worked and how hard the people around you have worked and and what they've given up and what you yourself have given up and i think that all kind of factors into um, the way that we think about um, our training and and the outcome of our competitions. Now, you do you coach still? Because I think last time we talked, you were with the the younger ones, right? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't have as much time anymore uh, between traveling and everything. But I do still coach some of the younger skaters, and of course, I still love to. Um, it's just it's very fun and very rewarding for me. You you still love this sport. Oh yeah, of course. It's my passion. I always say that, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be still doing it if I didn't love it because who in their right mind would go out there, fall on their butt and then get up and go do it 50 more times. <laughs> you seem to be pretty committed to the area. I mean, there are obviously a lot of people that travel and and uh, train in other areas, but you seem pretty committed to to Illinois. Yeah. Um, you know, this is my home. I love it here and I've lived here my whole life. Um, and the support system that I have here is working for me, so I don't feel a need to change that. You mentioned that you'd like to go back to to the Olympics again. H- how do you envision that working? I mean, obviously, you, you, you've been through that process before. Do you, do you find yourself thinking about, I guess it would be Beijing 2022, or, or are you in the mentality of, I have to take this one step at a time or do you find yourself basically where, where's your mindset at as far as accomplishing that goal or reaching that goal or is it even a goal at this point um i think it's like my end goal like my ultimate goal um but on that path there's so many smaller goals that i want to reach um and of course in the sport of figure skating i mean two years is a very long time so 
I kind of have to take things one step at a time um, because getting so far ahead of myself, I feel like would have a negative impact on um, just the way that I go about doing things and training and everything. Because if I'm looking so far ahead, then I feel like I would lose sight of what's happening in the moment. Where's the, what's the state of figure skating right now? Do you feel like it's in a pretty good place? I mean, have you had a chance to really kind of sit back and look at where the sport is, where it's gone, where it's going? Um, I mean, just in the past year, there's been some incredible advancements um, in the ladies' division. I mean, we have these young girls doing such complicated jumps, um, and it's, it's really cool. It's really cool to see. Has technology played a role? I've talked with people who have gone to Colorado Springs before, and they're amazed at this training and all of the computers involved and everything like that. Does that still play a role in in figure skating, or is it still a pretty pure sport? Um, you know, in at least my experience, um, there hasn't been too much technology. Um, of course, I have done like motion sensor things and and different things with like. Um, shock I forget what it's called but it it had something to do with like the way um, your body absorbs shock and stuff and that was really cool to see Um, but other than just kind of videotaping like my coach will videotape my program so that I can see what I'm doing um, that's pretty much the extent of the daily tech that I use you're not all hooked up to gadgets and checking yourself out in simulations and things like that. I mean, for, for these games in Japan, I mean, when they go out to train in Colorado Springs, they're literally doing elevation. They're, like, changing, like, humidity levels. They're, they're doing a lot of stuff like that. Obviously, you've got a pretty controlled environment. So you didn't – I mean, you weren't up in the mountains, so I guess you didn't have altitude issues or anything like that. Have you ever had that when you go out and, and do a competition somewhere? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I remember I used to do this competition in Salt Lake City um, – when I was a bit younger, and um, the altitude training for that was was a, a challenge. Um, so yeah, there's been a few times where I've had to do altitude training, and that's very hard. <laughs> Are you going to be watching any of the Summer Olympics? I will definitely be watching the gymnastics event. Uh, Simone Biles is incredible. Um, every day, she's more incredible, isn't she? I mean, every single video is just—it's insane and. <laughs> I would really love to be able to watch her compete in person because I think she's just so incredible. And, like, I remember watching Nastia Lukin and Sean Johnson and them guys. And, I mean, just like any sport, it continually gets harder and harder. But, I mean, she just... It's like she just was made for the sport. She's so good. We wish Brady the best of luck in Las Vegas, in Montreal, and beyond. Next week on Quest for Gold, we talk to her 2018 figure skating teammate, Adam Rippon. He's in Chicago this week. I'm Ryan Burrow with Quest for Gold, only on WGNRadio.com.